friend. Hello. How are you? It's been a little minute. Thank you for coming back. I love you. I promise. I've needed a little break. When I say things have gotten hectic, things have gotten hectic. Even now, you may be able to hear it in my voice. I'm a little more nasally. I know I'm already nasally. I'm a little, I'm a touch more nasally. In this moment, I am dealing with some congestion. I got the flu, I think. I'm doing the best I can, right? The Lord is keeping me and that's that's where we're going to leave that. But if you know anything about me, if you follow me anywhere on social media, and I hope that you do, Shania underscore Lambert on Instagram and TikTok. Also follow my Facebook group, Capital Moms, because I want to talk to you about that. I am also co-founder of a group, of a business, of an organization called Capital Moms. And people have asked us like, well, why is it called Capital Moms? Well, it's focused on encouraging, empowering, and educating mom entrepreneurs. My business partner, who also manages our law firm together with me, have a passion towards helping women, mom entrepreneurs especially, find a balance in life. If you own a business um, or even really dedicated to your job position currently, and you also have the title of wife or mom, then you know that your interests are often divided. It's hard to show up 100% in any space that you're in because you often feel pulled upon, right? People are wanting things from you. They're expecting things from you. And that can lead to a lot of guilt. Well, Capital Moms is designed to find that balance. Capital meaning English income, meaning money, and also moms. But it's like there's a capital M on that mom because we're not just talking about the fact that we've given birth to children. We're talking about that we're showing up in that space as moms. Like we are nurturers. We are encouragers. We are empowering our children. And so to do that, you need encouragement. You need community. And that's what Capital Moms is about. We're helping you elevate your business and elevate your life through personal growth, spiritual growth. We're attorneys, so we offer legal expertise on how to not only build and form a business, but to make it profitable. We're out here doing the things and we want to encourage you to join us. Now, we created a 30-day challenge because we decided we wanted to wrap 2023 up with the bank. We're going to be completely transparent and honest, right? We were feeling a little bit drained because because we have been accomplishing so much. Our businesses have been going through huge transitions. Um, we're entering new stages in marriage and our parenthood. And we were struggling to kind of recenter ourselves and remember what was it we said we wanted to do again? And why did we want to do that? <laughs> and so this challenge was designed to kind of realign our vision, realign our focus on what it is God has called us to do. And so this 30 day challenge actually began last week on November the 24th, but it is not too late. You can join us now. Go to our website, wearecapitalmoms.com. You can register there, but there's also going to be a PDF. It is free and it's a workbook that's going to give you impactful and effective tools on how you can navigate this challenge, how you can make swaps, how you can do things that might work for you. But those tools won't just work for this challenge. They're going to work anytime you're trying to develop your growth mindset um, and or employ a new habit, right? It's going to be extremely um, impactful if you are in the mindset of goal setting and not just setting those goals, but executing on them. There's all types of wonderful tools in there for you. Essentially, this Capital Moms Challenge has three core prompts, and that's going to be number one, where we are focusing on our spiritual growth. So we are memorizing together as a core group, Philippians 4, uh, 6 through 13. For the first 10 days, we're just focusing on verses 6 through 7. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in detail in a second. And then for number two, um, we're going to focus on either reading to our children for 10 minutes per day 
and or reading 10 pages of a nonfiction book in an area in which we want to grow. I'll talk about that again in a second. And then last but not least, we also want to focus on our physical health. So we're replacing for the next 30 days, one of the meals per day with a salad. Somebody asked me if it can be taco salad. Yes, absolutely. I plan on employing those. Can it be fruit salad? Absolutely. What it cannot be, okay, is one of those salads that's more fried chicken sandwich than it is salad. Stop it. Putting a piece of basil on that slice of Sicilian pizza, that's that's not salad. Is it delicious? Yes, it is. You can have it for one of your other two meals. But I'm going to need one of those meals, friend, to be a salad. We're working on our spiritual growth, our personal growth and development, relational, emotional intelligence, and our physical health. If you follow me again on TikTok or Instagram, or you join our Facebook group, that's another key element, join our Facebook group, then you will find where I posted a ton of videos, like seven different videos, focusing on different areas of growth that you can employ during this next 30 days. If you want to focus on growing your business, if you want to focus on really engaging with your family, if you want to focus on your own personal growth and development, I gave you at least three ideas in each topic that you can add on to our core three or use to replace the core three. Because look, it's not about doing what's working for us. We want you to do what works for you. We're not talking about just adding something else to your plate. We're not talking about doing more. We're talking about being better. So you get to decide and customize what's going to work for you during this challenge. So I mentioned that one of the core prompts is for us to memorize Philippians 4, 6 through 13. And again, in the first 10 days, we're just focusing on the first two verses. You can do this. If you're new to memorizing scripture, this is a great one to start with because I guarantee you, whatever season you are in in life, this one's going to apply. This one's going to hit every single time. And so Philippians 4, 6 through 7 primarily reads, don't worry about anything. Okay. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has already done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. Then his peace will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus as you live in Christ Jesus, right? So I want to break that verse down just a little bit. Um, And then I want to talk to you about something else that I've been doing during this challenge. And I want to get your thoughts on it. So regarding this verse, the reason why it's so impactful is because if you meditate on it, it really does speak to all the issues of life. I don't know whether you're in a peaceful season or a tumultuous season, whether you feel balanced or whether you feel completely unhinged and untethered. But all of us daily have a concern that creeps up into our mind. Now, I'm not wishing anxiety on any of you, but most of us have something, a sore spot, a tender area, where if something happens in that area or too many things are happening at once, we begin to feel anxiety. God says, I got a cure for that. I don't want you to be anxious about anything. Don't worry about anything. Now, the way this is often taught and read is almost in a condemning way in a chastising way. It's almost like if you trust me, you wouldn't be worried about nothing. Don't worry about nothing. Why are you worried? Why are you anxious? Right? We can feel judged if we do feel anxious. God's not saying that being anxious is a sin. God is not saying that he doesn't understand why you're anxious. He's saying, let's swap it out. I don't want you to be worried about anything because I have an answer for that. Instead of you worrying about it, I want you to talk to me about it. Do you see, do you see that? It's a swap. 
He's not saying, don't worry about it, that what you're worried about isn't worth worrying about. He's saying, I want you to do something with that. Instead of you just sitting there and mulling over it or going to your friend and venting about it or just sitting there stewing in that muck and that mire, I want you to bring it to me because guess what? I can do something about it. So when he says, don't worry about anything, you got to go on to the next sentence. Instead, pray about everything. And I did this deep like theological study on these words, anything and everything. And guess what they mean? Anything and everything. Yeah. Anything and everything that you're currently dealing with, the good and the bad, the things you think you have figured out and the things that are confusing you, pray about it all. Worry about nothing, right? Then he goes on to say, tell me what you need. I I have read this verse many times. I know that it says this, but look at that invitation. God is saying, look, babe, don't worry about it. Pray about it. And then follow that up by what do you want? Tell me what it is that you need. Does God know what we need? Absolutely. But what does it do when we articulate to God what it is that we need? It's our expression of dependence upon him. Because look, I don't go to H-E-B to the cashier and tell her I need a prescription uh, for my eyeglasses. Why? Because she can't do nothing about that, right? She might want me to see, but she can't do anything about that. God's saying, stop telling your friend what you need. (laughs) Stop just venting online on social media about what you need. Have your safe place where you can vent. Have your your friendships, your relationships that can feed you. But at the end of the day, why don't you come to me because I can do something about it. Tell me what you need. And then it says, and thank him for all he's already done. Is God looking to get a big head? No. He's not looking to get a big head. He doesn't need his ego stroked. He's not like us. What does thinking God do for us? It helps to eradicate that spiritual amnesia. And it creeps up on all of us. It's where God has done consistently huge things in our lives, where he has come through consistently. But all of a sudden, when something new arises, we act like we don't know. Who, who is God? Where is he? What does he do? Who is that? Right? It's spiritual amnesia. Like, like we don't know who he is and what he's capable of. So when we go back and start thanking him for all he's already done, it starts to peel back that layer of amnesia. We start to focus on those spiritual mile markers, those times he came through where we know that we know that we know it was God. That starts to reinvigorate our faith. That starts to hype us up. That helps us to remember, oh yeah, God is the one who did that. And not just did that, but he did it for me. So surely if he could do that, then he can do this now. And it starts to make us more confident. That opens up our heart full of hope and expectancy. That gets us positioned to receive, friend. Then it says, when you do these things, when you stop worrying, start praying, telling God what you need and thank him for what he's done, you get the ultimate gift and promise. You get to experience God's peace. But it's not like the world's peace. The, the word says that this is a peace that surpasses 
all understanding. It exceeds anything you can understand, which tells me what it's a piece that doesn't make sense. It's not a piece that's based on logical conclusions. It's not a piece that's based on a change in your circumstances. This is a piece that doesn't make sense. Why is that great? Because it means that nothing has to change today, right now, for you to have peace in your circumstance. Yes, are there things we want to change? Absolutely. Are there things that we're standing in hopeful expectancy for, i.e. faith, waiting for God to deliver? Yes. But what it means is that while we're waiting, we don't have to be anxious. While we're waiting, we don't have to be worried. That God says, look, I can give you my peace, which is going to exceed anything that you could possibly understand or attempt to understand. That gives me such relief. I'm type A. I want things figured out. I want to know how it's going to work and when. So when God says, look, you don't even have to do all that. You can have peace in the midst of me working this thing out. That's the kind of peace I need. The kind that I don't have to earn. I don't have to try to figure it out. That I can stop worrying, start praying, tell him what I need. Remember all that he has done and thank him for it. And then receive a peace that will keep me settled. That will make me feel stable. That will make me feel tethered while I'm waiting for him to do what only he can do. And then it says that this peace that he's going to give to us, it's going to keep our hearts and our minds as we live in Christ Jesus. Meaning as I abide in Christ in his word, and I allow that word to abide in me, meaning I'm meditating on scripture. I'm not just reading scripture to check it off for the day. I'm not just reading scripture so I can say I feel good about it. I'm not memorizing scripture so I can say I completed the 30-day challenge. I am meditating on it. I am sitting in that word. I am thinking about it. I am asking God, what do you want me to learn from this? How can I apply this? What is it that you're trying to show me? As I do that and then actually apply his word to my life, because I'm not just going to be a hearer right? I want to be a doer, not a hearer only of his word. Then I get to know that he's going to keep my heart in my mind. Well, why are those two things so important? Your heart is the seed of your emotions. It's your soul, your will, your desires. He's going to keep that. You know, in Proverbs 4, 23, where it talks about guard your heart above all things for out of it flows the issues of life. All of the things that you're thinking about and worrying about and wanting the things that you're expecting, the things that are pulling on you, those desires, he's going to keep those things in check. He's going to manage those things. And that's why you have peace. But he's not just going to manage your heart. He's going to manage your mind, your thoughts, the things that create habits, the things that form patterns, the things that create belief systems. He's going to keep your mind. All of those anxious thoughts that keep trying to overwhelm you, he's going to keep you. That's what this kind of peace does. It settles your heart and your mind, those feelings and those thoughts. So you are covered, friend. And that is just what you learn from meditating on two scriptures, Philippians 4, 6, 7. So this is what memorizing scripture does. This is what starts to happen when you really think about what it is you're reading. When you pray about what it is God's trying to show you, you start to get a revelation. If you again follow me on social media, you know, yesterday was an extremely hard day for me. And I shared with you that I was focusing on scripture and reading this book, 10 Questions to Diagnose Your Spiritual Health by Donald S. Whitney. And in the coming days, I'll probably make some TikToks and videos about what I'm learning here. And I think next week, um, or maybe I'll even do a bonus episode later on this week since I since I slacked the past couple of weeks. I'm really going to focus on what I'm learning in this book. Donald Whitney asks some very poignant questions to help diagnose your spiritual health. The first one being, do you thirst for God? 
And that first question and chapter just bust my heart wide open because it sheds so much light on the stages that we go through in our Christian journey and how important it is to stay closely connected to God and to do these assessments of ourselves spiritually, especially when we feel untethered or unaligned or we're not feeling God's presence. It's important to know uh, where we are with him. And if there's something that we could be doing different, is there something we need to be aware of or do we just need to endure? Is this just one of those seasons? And so I want to close this episode out by just encouraging you again to join our Capital Moms Challenge. Memorize the scripture with me. Think about Philippians 6 through 7. Really think about what God is proposing for you that you can stop worrying, that you can do something about it, which is pray. You can tell him what you need. You don't have to hide your needs or your desires. You can tell him what it is that you need. And then you can thank him for what he's already done. Reignite that faith, stir it up. And then you get to experience his peace. Does that mean that I'm promising you this will be easy? No. The spiritual journey is far from easy. Does it mean that the peace will be automatic? I don't know. God can do that, but I'm not going to guarantee you that he will. This, this may take some spiritual maturity. This may take some spiritual discipline, meaning we set our feelings aside, we acknowledge them, but we do what we know we need to do anyway. So we're still going to submit those anxious thoughts. We're not going to submit to them. We're going to submit them to the one who can keep our minds and our hearts. And so again, I want to encourage you to join the challenge. Our website is wearecapitalmoms.com. Follow us on Facebook and our Capital Moms group. Follow me on Facebook if you would like, Shanae Lambert. You can also find me primarily on TikTok and Instagram at Shanae, S-H-I-N-I-A underscore Lambert, where I'm posting regularly um, about the challenge and we're posting every day. So Ebony and or I or both are posting our thoughts, what we're learning. And so I really wanted to focus on the scripture because as I was meditating on it this morning, the Lord just hit me with that. And I thought this is too good to keep to myself. I need my friends to know, Lord, what it is you are offering us in these scriptures that become common, that become familiar to us and we forget how powerful they are. So I love you, friend. I can't wait to hear from you. I'm going to share some more thoughts from this book that I'm reading because it's really impactful, but I don't want this episode to get too long. So I'm going to wrap tonight's episode up and then uh, I think I might do a bonus episode um, that I might get to post Friday. And so if so, follow me on social media. I'll keep you updated, but I love you so much. I have missed you. I am hoping that you are still in your growth mindset, that you're going to end this year strong. This is not the time to let our feet up off the gas. This is the time to get disciplined. I love you so much. I'm Shania, and this is Rooted.